Welcome to C. Myers Live. I'm Rob Johnson, president of C. Myers. And I'm Charlene Leland. I'm a vice president at C. Myers. And we're here to talk to you today about capital and related to the environment and ways of using it today and in the future while looking at capital as a strong source of addressing risk, which of course has been changing in this environment and preparing yourself more for the future. Yeah, so I think that opportunity side is so important. We we often think about capital as that, that cushion for when bad things happen, which it is, but it, it can also be deployed to move the organization forward because some of the things that places want to do is are expensive yeah. and they don't necessarily create income right away. So the opportunity side is really important. The risk side is really important. And there is a, uh, the, the bringing together of those things that we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. And um, one of the things about this is we, we want to first start off having it where if you, you say, well, who should be involved in this? It's really kind of the key decision makers in the organization from different departments. This is not a finance story. It's not from any individual departments bringing everyone together. This impacts the whole overall strategy. It should connect to your strategy. It should connect to different types of risks. So it's really the objective here would be to aggregate the understanding of your organization in a way that helps you make more informed decisions as to are you now positioned to maybe move faster? Do you need to slow down in certain areas or make adjustments going forward? Yeah, so I think one of the places to start when we when we think about being positioned for your strategic capital is that risk side. And on the risk side, we sometimes see that it's so um, siloed in different mm -hmm. organizations. So there's, you know, one group is talking about interest rate risk and another group is talking about credit risk. And there's another group talking about liquidity risk, et cetera. Um, and bringing those things together is, is one of the important pieces of this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing how each play, each, department or segment individually could feel comfortable taking a certain amount of risk. But if you add it all up, yeah. then you could have some challenges, which uh, sometimes my wife Kim and I have where uh, she's thinking, well, we should spend money on this great vacation. And I'm thinking, no, I really want this car. And <laughs> at a certain point, we probably need to decide we how we're going to allocate, allocate our resources <laughs> and aggregate it. And same thing when you're dealing with you know, billions of dollars and hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever the size of responsibility, having those conversations, bringing it together, so valuable because knowing that ahead of time, getting that agreement, you never know what the future will hold, but you'll be better positioned to face it by having those conversations. Yeah, exactly. So there's there are three main pieces to, to what we're going to talk about here. And one is, what's your minimum capital? And when I say minimum capital, I don't mean what are you trying to have or what's your regulatory level or anything like that. It's it's if if a, a, a number of risks actually come to fruition, you realize those risks, uh, if those happen, where what do you want to have left in order to survive? Yeah, so what would you need to have left to rebuild yeah. from there that, okay, it, we're not going to enjoy maybe being at that level, but we just went through a whole combination of things. And yes, we have enough to rebuild from there. We're not going to go out of business. Right. So yeah, that's a that's an important one. And yeah. what, what are the others? Um, so then there are uh, aggregating the risks. 
which we just talked about a little bit, but let's we, let's dive into that a little bit more. Um, and then also not forgetting the opportunities and those strategic things that you can do to move the organization forward. So let's talk about the aggregation and how um, you don't want to overweight the risk and yet you want to recognize the risks. Yeah, no, that that's important. And I will say before we jump into that part, just for a moment, a, a little public service announcement to those of you who love numbers and want to know how this works. You might say, well, in this next part, it's going to be really exciting with a bunch of numbers. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're actually going to talk about this in theory, but what we also are including for you in the show notes are some links to some areas where you can get some tools that you can download and use, and it gives you some examples of some numbers, and it'll help you think through from a detailed perspective as to what might work for your institution. So here, follow along on the, the story side of it, and then you can always connect it with those specific numbers. Yeah. So now that we have that part out of the way and people know that there's something to look forward to afterwards, <laughs> then um, then we'll jump into a little bit more on that risk side. And some of this really comes down to the reality is you probably should be already doing plenty of work, doing complicated modeling for interest rate risk and understanding of your credit risk and on your liquidity and what might happen if a reputation risk event occurs or maybe there's regulatory risk that you're factoring in you know what could happen with changing things on interchange or you know debit card you know opportunities or what might happen with overdraft and all those different things could put pressure on your organization so as you're talking about those different things being able to take all the work that's being done and bring it together and so you know bring it together label it and understand and say look here's how much pressure we're seeing from some of these different areas and then a key area is going to say well we don't just expect one thing to occur at a time and that's all we have to worry about now hopefully only one bad thing happens at a time but life doesn't that would be turn great. out that way it would it would be so wonderful that would be nice. you know look at look at what's happening right now you had you had the pressure on liquidity that started happening from the, you know, COVID had built up a lot of liquidity and then outflow was already going to start happening, especially through inflation. And inflation is a risk that's impacting liquidity. And we've talked about that a lot. But then at the same time, you have rates are a lot higher. So the cost of replacing liquidity and also the cost and the value of maybe some of the assets that you put on when rates were lower, that interest rate risk happening at the same time with liquidity pressure, those two together, you can't just view those in isolation because the, together they get a lot more expensive and make some harder decisions. And so your capital should start to bring some of those concepts together along with other areas, such as if it also turns into bad case credit losses. And so having some of those discussions and what's interesting is you can look at any of those and say, do you know how many in total do I want to handle the time? We should measure a lot of things. We should yeah, have discussions. Because, because I'm thinking, Rob, there, you could have 25, 30, 40 different risks that you've quantified. And if you added all those up, you couldn't have enough capital to cover them all. So what do you do with that? Exactly. I, you know, such a good point. You should think about all those things. But then at a certain point, you have to draw a line and say, look, uh, a common example is I at least want to cover, in my mind, the perfect storm as the top three big events happening at the same time. Now, I don't know, Charlie, maybe uh, how many would you want? I don't know, five or six, maybe, you know, that are at least noted. And, and maybe I don't want to cover all of them at the same time. But 
you know, figure that any three of those might occur in combination, something along those lines. Yeah, so so there it might be, you know, some people are thinking four, five, or six, other people are thinking three, and so you have that discussion. Yes, yeah, the discussion, and, right. And some will say, well, why not cover them all? Right. You know, I mean, if, hey, if we're doing three or five, it, aren't I aren't I better off to protect myself against all 25? It's safer, right? Yes, yes. And what does that safety turn into? If you actually try to address every single risk that could occur, guess what? You are not going to do anything. Your business, you would have to shut it down because you can't afford to handle everything ending in the world all at the same time. And that's not the purpose here. It's not to have it where you're afraid to take any action because of looking at the risk. It's to help inform and say that we understand that, connect this with some of your ERM discussions as to how you may offset some of those risks. So take that list, think about it, say, well, what else can we do? But your capital shouldn't be designed to handle 25 of your nightmares happening at the same time. It would be impossible to run a business and take care of what you're looking to do in the future. And you still need to connect back to, you got to deliver on a strategy, hopefully. And what's happening on that front with strategy? Yeah, so on the on the opportunity side, some of that capital you might want to deploy to move the organization forward strategically. And some of those big initiatives, like I mentioned earlier, some of them are very expensive. And it might be a while before you start to see the payback from those. So um, I just want to talk for a minute about, you know, if you're going to use your capital to take advantage of some opportunities, which, you know, that's part of the reason is there, as we said, not just for risk, you'd need to be really good at getting the right things done and getting them done well. And, and this is an area that we refer to as strategic implementation, but it's really about prioritizing which big strategic moves are going to be the most important to, to move you forward and get you where you want to go. And this could mean fewer things, mm-hmm. right? Not taking on too much and, and feeling like, oh, we're running around doing a lot of things, but the results aren't there because you're spread too thin. It's about prioritizing, possibly narrowing down. And there's some other pieces that are really important for this. If your organization is is experiences like a lot of places do some, some difficulty in seeing that strategy actually move, even though the projects are there and all that kind of stuff. It's not just about good project management, super important project management, but it's also about the executive team having a really appropriate, big, high-level view of those major strategic things that are moving forward and practices in place for uh, keeping an eye on those things and making the strategic decisions as a team on those big strategies, not being siloed. Uh, so working as a team and then having a process in place for monitoring, are you getting the the success out of those big efforts that are being made? Um, and not again, not just having motion, but not the progress. So a little bit of an aside there on, on that piece and on the opportunities, because if you're, like I said, if you're going to deploy your capital, you want to make sure that you really get what you're after. Well, and that's a, a key aside, because as you said, the executives monitor and seeing are we getting the success out of it and that is one of the huge differences between sometimes what people do with project management mm-hmm. is they they think that the end of the project is to go live date mm-hmm. you know whether that you know whatever technology it might be or whatever combination of things you're doing or whatever release it might be of a new a new product that you're offering mm-hmm. offering the product wasn't the goal 
It's getting the, the volume out of it, but also knowing that sometimes when you're doing these new things, you don't know how much risk may come out of it. Yeah. It, it could be that you're getting into a new lending program that you haven't done before mm -hmm. or uh, you know something different on some of the services that you're doing that can have some different risks that you can't fully know what's going to happen with that. And that's where leaving some capital aside to say, look, if if too much of this happens too fast, or if it winds up hitting us in a way that we weren't expected, we're, we're willing to take those risks because in the end, we think this is going to greatly help us. And so, you know, I love the fact that you're focused on let's monitoring the outcomes, that success, are we getting the right things out of it? Especially today when you're having to make some of those hard choices, which of this, you know, the things we'd love to do are going to have that biggest impact soonest and getting that order of operations down. You right. know, the, there's an order to you can do things much more efficiently sometimes to get the best outcome. Well, here's here's another example, a new core system. So you put in a new core system. It's those are so easy, aren't they? So easy. Yeah. And the rest of the organization just doesn't stop in its tracks <laughs> while this happens for a year or two. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tremendous amount of focus and effort that goes into it. And this the, the, the understanding of where do we want to be when we come out the other side? is really important getting clear on that because it's i'm going to say the easy part and none of it's easy is getting the core system in and functioning the hard part is actually there was a reason you did this this core conversion and making sure that you actually arrived at those at those spots that yeah. you are getting those things out. you mean that afterwards you need to be amazing at your data Right. And, uh, be right. able to access it in a way that everyone wants. You need yeah. to be able to when you're, you know, identify opportunities even sooner, not only at that strategic level, but at the, the individual service to each each person yeah. coming into your institution as to right the what they are. Yeah, just, and all those things that were the reason you needed a new core because your old core wouldn't allow you to do that. Did you get it or did yeah. you just get a new core? Exactly. Yeah. And and really making certain that in the end, those those major things, you have that clarity of this. This is these are the things we're not going to budge on with it. And you might say, well, what's all this have to do with our capital? Notice how all those things are connected, though, yeah. because you're taking massive resources, oftentimes a strategic distraction. You're leaving yourself where as you're doing that, then there are other things you aren't doing. And so the capital and the allocation of your capital can really help you visualize really how much room or capacity do you have to take different things on. At the same time, what's happening right now is we're seeing places that are backing away from their strategies. They're kind of slowing some things down. They're, they're nervous in this environment. Mm -hmm. This is an uncomfortable environment. It is. You know what that's called for those who are well-positioned? Opportunity. That's right. It is when others have to back off, you know, then you can take advantage of that and take the things that maybe they cannot position themselves for. And there's going, there is right now already a lot of opportunity in this environment for taking some market share, for doing some different services and moving strategies forward. But you want to make certain that you also don't overextend yourself. So it's right. it's balancing out the risk, not being so worried about the risk that you paralyze yourself, mm -hmm. but also making sure that if you can handle those risks, then you always leave yourself in a position to jump on new opportunities. And that's really what this is about. Yeah, yeah, this totally loops us back to the, what is the strategic level of capital that you need to have 
And these are the conversations. Yeah. Right. How are we going to move forward right now in this time? For example, lending slow. Let's say a recession hits, lending slows down. Um, it's a great time to retool and 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 do some things so that you're ready for when the lending picks up. But it's can be hard to do when you know you're not going to get that revenue right away. So it's a perfect example of how that all ties back to that strategic level of capital. Yeah, it does. And so as you're as you're looking at this, if we were to summarize some of what you know we've been covering, you know, for this is is really number one is is getting decision makers across the organization that are key, you know, especially the executives, but each of the different departments to aggregate the exposures, but also the opportunities and and deal with the big things. And, you know, while there will be a lot of things to think about, then really sorting through and working through and getting agreement on, on what this, you know, what you want to protect for, knowing that if you just are too afraid of too many risks, and you add up too much or if you say well then we just need to have more and more capital there's a huge cost huge to problem. more capital and right. there's a benefit to being able to deploy it so really being you know deliberate on that part yeah well it's a little bit like car insurance right or 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 personal uh, or life insurance or auto insurance so yeah, every one of those have a cost and you could sit there and say well I'm going to get the highest you know, most expensive insurance on every single part just to make sure we're so safe that you wind up having no money left over each month because you actually materially overinsured for those exposures. And so really pulling it back together to understand, no, what what do I have the biggest exposures of? Am I able to handle it? When would it get in the way of us running our business? When would it get in the way of us moving things forward? And then what are some of our alternatives? And and so view it like an insurance, but also that there's an opportunity cost to it and make certain though, that then that helps you with your st strategic prioritization as to what are those most important things to move forward? Yeah, and it's all about the conversations and getting the leaders on the same page and having, having, the, having the discussions that can can lead to a holistic view of what's going on and where where you want to go as a as a group. Agree that that is where the value is, and that's where you know we'll point out when you download the tools that we'll put the links into. They're really simple. They're really easy. The yeah. math is not hard on this. The discussion is what's hard, but also so valuable. And so really connecting that with you know you're forecasting over time as to what are you looking to grow and achieve and seeing how that lays out for your scenario planning and as you're walking through different situations what are some of those concerns we do highly recommend elevating the number and the thinking and the types of scenario planning that you might do doing more strategic financial planning not to not to make the one perfect scenario that no one will ever call and do, but really to look at a range of scenarios, see what those risks are, and then connect that back to your capital and your strategy. You make those links, you will still always have to, of course, worry and think about what's happening in the environment, but you're also going to view it with a lot more excitement as to, we got this. And that's a great feeling to, to have, especially as we see so much happening in the world. Yeah. So um, 
Make sure you take a look at the links that came with the show notes so that you can see some of the tools that will, will help you put numbers to some of these. But like Rob said, it's not the numbers are not complicated, but they, the tools will help you organize people's thoughts around this so that you can have those productive conversations. Yeah, thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from you.